Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming Chinese equine market, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Wen Li from Shanghai and Beijing, introducing China to the world. Hi, Zoe. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I have the impression that we are experiencing the hottest summer this year. The record temperatures have been reported in several cities in China. Beijing is approaching 40 degrees Celsius. It is burning hot. In Shanghai, the red alert has been raised several days ago for the first time this year, as the city experienced 15 days with temperatures above 14 degrees Celsius. The heat wave is also hitting several cities in Europe. It is not a perfect weather for human beings. Even worse for our horse friend. True, in the recent sixteen Guangdong Provincial Games, special measures has been put in place to ensure the welfare of horses in equestrian competitions held in Huizhou Bojun Equestrian Club. We've introduced this club in season two, episode eight. You can go back there and listen to more information. Now let's take a look at the competition results in today's China News Session. This is the first time the equestrian competitions have been included in Guangdong Provincial Games. Restricted by the venue and capacity, only jumping and dressage disciplines were organized. Horse rider combinations have been divided into two levels for each discipline, and each level contains one individual gold medal and one group gold medal. In total, eight gold medals have been allocated to equestrian competitions. Seven cities in Guangdong Province send their teams to the arena with a total of 120 horse rider combinations. After two weeks hard work, six gold medals go to Huizhou team and two medals go to Dongguan team. Huizhou team, leading by Huizhou Bojun Equestrian Club, dominated the dressage competitions, winning all four dressage gold medals. The club is well known for its dressage training and expertise. Dongguan team is led by Dongguan Camelot Equestrian Club, taking home two gold medals in jumping. We've introduced Dongguan Camelot Equestrian Club in season two, episode twenty-five. Its founder Li Zhengqiang and his son Li Yaofeng represented China in Tokyo Olympics in jumping competition. You can also listen to Li's Olympian story in season two, episode four. Well, Zoe. With more than eighty episodes, China Horse Business is becoming a Wikipedia of Chinese equestrian industry. Our listeners can easily find out information in our previous episodes. A piece of new information can be extended and deepened with these relevant background elements. Indeed, we are like building spider webs with every piece of information we collect every week. Our listeners and international stakeholders can put a pin on the key person and keyword when they want to know more about Chinese equine market. Fantastic! Today in our China Club session, we are adding one more equestrian club to this big information net. Please meet with Shenzhen William Equestrian Club. I personally visited this club recently in Shenzhen and met with the owner, Mr. Zhang. He used to spend time in a stable in Netherlands. Where he fell in love with horse riding and learned from the stable owner, whose name is William. Back to China, he honored his mentor by naming his own stable William Equestrian Club. Oh, nice! And the location of the club is perfect. It is located in Nanshan District of Shenzhen City. 
It encompasses the southwest area of Shenzhen's special economic zone, with a population of 1.08 million. The advantageous location and policy boosts the district to be the most active area in Shenzhen in terms of economic activities. The price of the real estate is also skyrocketing. Many wealthy families of Shenzhen are moving to this new economic hub on seaside facing Hong Kong. This definitely helps the club to get its first members and host owners. The club was transformed from an old warehouse with a big indoor arena and several outdoor rings with a nicely decorated clubhouse for members' hospitality and VIP events in collaboration with some luxury brands. The club is exploring its own writing system between Dutch system and the Chinese Question Association's guidelines. Their members are mostly beginners and amateurs, not so many professional writers yet. Shenzhen Equestrian is taking off and catching up with its big old brothers in Dongguan and Huizhou. Over time, Shenzhen will be an important pillar of the region. For sure, but for now, we are switching our direction to Nanchang City, Jiangxi Province, where lives our interviewee, Ludwig Pinkri, a French Equestrian coach. Let's listen to his China story. Hello, Ludovic, how are you? I'm fine, and you Zoe. I'm doing good, thank you. I know you have been in China for seven years. It's a long time. Yes, yes, yes. I've arrived there since now, almost seven years. Wow. I wonder what brought you to China in the first place? Oh, at the first place I arrived here, it was not for trading, but most brought me there for my desire to discover a culture and different country from what we have in Europe. I was owned in China after several months, and I saw the growing interest for the Chinese for the horse riding. So I talked to myself, why not make a stone to shoot, reconnect my young patient, and help the Chinese equestrian industry to improve and progress. For that, I work in different clubs in China, like Wang or Nanchang, as a head coach, and we train coach, horse, and try to improve everything. And of course, we I provide some lessons for the little kids, little or teenager. Okay, great. And now you are the head coach in a stable in Nanchang, basically, for the most of the time. As you said, you are coaching a lot of Chinese riders, especially young riders, uh, based on French gallop system. And I wonder how the Chinese kids react to the system. Do they like it? Yes. The Chinese kids really love the concept of the French system because it's great for bringing knowledge and practice by the game. So mm-hmm. they do not feel like having a class like what can be a math class or learn a foreign language because something that is just really boring. But really have a moment to relaxation and they can have a good time. And thanks to this, we can have attentive kids and full with fully participate and make more exercise. And also, I know you are currently in Fujian uh, to provide some private clinic. You know, the Chinese parents are paying usually a lot, a handsome uh, budget for their kids' riding courses. Do you think what Chinese parents want f- from a question sport is always the same as what their kids want? Is there any different expectation between kids and parents in riding? Oh, 
I don't want to make generalization. It's open that parents and kids have the common expectation, but most often parents want quick results they can be used to improve for the future of their children. While children want to have more fun, mm -hmm. escape a bit from the heavy rhythm of Chinese education. And that's where we begin to work. We give this chance for the kids to have a course with pedagogic. And how I said before, under the cover of the game, we succeed in make them to do more exercise and kids progress. Mm -hmm. We necessarily make the parents really happy. That is a big difference. Yeah, I see. And do you see the parents' mindset is changing now? It's beginning to change, yes, because when they see the result and when they see the kids happy, they see, oh, maybe that is a good way. It's only not about to push them, because if you only push the kids, they just don't want to back for the class. Mm -hmm. But if the kid is happy, they really say to the parents, hey, dad, mom, I went to back to the horse riding club for more class. Yeah. And with the French system, the French system is a very strong detail, a very strong process. You have some step and they will bring you to the high level. And also there's a particular point about uh, French system is that it encourages uh, the collective lessons uh, rather than individual lessons. Uh, how Chinese parents or young writers react to it? Yes, the, basically in France, we use the collective lesson. In China, the parents really like the VIP class because they think, oh, my coach has 100% focus on my kids. But sometimes for the kids, it's just too much. And when you make a collective class, the kids can learn one scene and the kids do the exercise. And after, they create a very good atmosphere for them. They can have fun, play together, and push each other by competitive. Yeah. Are you seeing more and more uh, Chinese equestrian club providing collective lessons? Yes, yes, yes. Everyone beginning to see is working. And when something is working, you use. Yeah. Because I create the para kids happy, create make the parents happy, and everyone is working well. Yeah. And also, maybe from uh, the club owner's perspective, uh, collective lesson is more economic, it's more profitable in a sense that a coach can teach several riders at the same time. If we talk about the economic part, yes, for the club is more economic viable because effectively, if you have a good coach, you can teach for one kid, maybe six kids, and for the coach because when you have more kids, you have more responsibility, his boss can provide a little bit more coach fee. It's good for everyone and for the kids. And the French system have many, many certificates. When you, when you reach a level, you can pass one certificate. Mm -hmm. And that is for check. Oh, my I progress, I'm here. Next step, I have to do that for reach the next level. Yes. It's also a very rewarding system for, for the riders. They can feel they, they are making progress. Yes, because the parents, the kids, the coach know everywhere. Oh. My student is on this part. For the next step, I have to practice this one, this one, and this one. Yeah. And the French system is not only about to do the horse riding, but you have to have a big knowledge. Cool. Wow. I hope you can stay in China as long as you wish, and then maybe sometimes go back to France for, for vacation, for holidays, see your families. 
I know nowadays it's a little bit tricky, difficult to go back, yeah. but hope soon you now can travel. Now it's a little bit difficult, yes, true, but I hope something will change soon. Yes. Everyone hopes that, I think. Yeah, we all hope for that. Okay, well, very nice to talk to you today, Ludovic. Have a nice day. Thank you. You're welcome. It was very nice. Thanks, Louis. Well, that's all for today's China Horse Business Podcast. Don't forget to click subscribe to follow every episode. And please leave us comment and five-star rating. Much appreciated. And don't miss our next China Horse Business Live taking place on the 1st of August from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. CEST. The speech slots are already fully booked for this session, but you can write to us if you want to become our speaker for the upcoming sessions. Yes, and you know you can always reach us at contact at wonder-host.com. All right, Zoe. Have a nice week ahead. You too, Wen. Take care. This podcast is co-hosted by Zoe King and Wen Li, powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equestrian community in China.